right, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Cast Conversations. As always, I'm joined with the flop. I've already used floppy, Phil. Yeah, because we talked about floppy disks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm joined with the fl- flamingo, Phil. There you go. Look that's, a, that. that's a good one. That was a good one. No <laughs> suggestions, no help at all for that one. Um, so welcome, everybody. Today we are joined by Sarah, who was a Frontierland Merchandise cast member. Sarah, we are happy to have you on today. How are you doing? Great, you guys. I'm happy to be here speaking with you tonight. Obviously, I love talking about Disney, so this is right up my alley. Perfect. Yes. You're on the right podcast for it. You came yeah, to the right place. that's for sure. So I guess we can just jump right on in. So when did you first realize you wanted to work for Disney? Oh, my goodness. Well, growing up, I went to Disney, it seemed like every year. You know, my parents always took me and my sisters. And then once I got to, like, third grade, we stopped going. But I still always loved it. And, like, whenever I would go, I was like, I love this place so much. Like, I want to work here one day. And when I was in high school, I actually, like, stumbled upon a blog. And it was a girl who was, like, blogging about her experience in the college program. And I was like, no way. There is no way this girl can work at Disney, (laughs) get paid, be in college. I was like, I am doing this. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So I I went to college and I loved my freshman year of college so much. I was like, I don't want to leave college. How do people do this? But it worked out and I went my sophomore year and it was like the best experience of my life. As I'm sure everyone always says. So did you do it like immediately? Like how you have to have that one semester of college in? Did you apply the very next semester? No, you... I waited until my so- I did spring of my sophomore year. So okay. it, was, it was like my fourth semester of college. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I what... think the timing was perfect. I did a little mid- Midwest hope there. <laughs> um, did what housing did you end up staying in, or did you did you live in non Disney housing? No, so I was in Vista, a Vista girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, Vista way. So I met my roommates on Facebook and we all, all were like, Vista is our last choice. Like, we do not want to live here. But there was six of us because it was still when you could link up with six people. And so when we got Vista, we were like, oh, OK. But then it ended up being absolutely amazing like i cannot say enough good things about vista yeah was vista. it the nicest was it the nicest probably not but yeah like you said it's awesome i mean i can't say enough bad things about vista but <laughs> you know that's just a passion court folks yeah those old people um had the bus system um had the two pools uh i can't complain about it because like all you did was live there so it's not like you were as I like to say, we didn't have the annoyance of the buses coming through. Oh, it was fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, and we had the Chick-fil-A, yeah. the Wendy's, we had everything by us. So Ooh, uh, That was dangerous. I don't know. <laughs> so I guess we could just jump right into the Frontierland questions. So, yeah. <laughs> what time did Chef... <laughs> what time did Chef... <laughs> close? Did we close? <laughs> so since I was in merchandise... Um, we had a bunch of different locations, and every location closed at a different time, actually. So, I, um, 
I guess the stores mainly stayed open until like park close. But we had some weird ones that like closed before park close. They always stayed open like a little bit past park close too, right? For like the guests. I feel like that's. I feel like that's usually the ones closer to the exit. Mm. Yeah, that's normally on Main Street. So Frontierland, we were like shutting our doors at the right time, and then if their guests left, we would still let them shop and stuff. But after the last guest left, when the park closed, we were done. So what would you say is the best part of Frontierland, like ride, restaurant, shop? Oh, I love every single thing about Frontierland, which is funny because I didn't really like Frontierland before I worked there. I mean, it was just kind of, you know, it had big Thunderhead splash, like two of the really good rides in Magic Kingdom. But other than that, I never really took time to, you know, walk around, but now I love like everything, the music that's etched in my brain. Um, obviously, Splash and Thunder are two of my very favorite rides. Even like Tom Sawyer's Island, it's so nice to get away from the crowds and go over there. Pecos, mm-hmm. like if I don't go to Pecos when I'm in Magic Kingdom, there's something wrong. I love Pecos. And yeah, it's just fun. It's a fun place. And now I have so many friends there that I have to go back and visit, you know? What is your, what's your typical order from Pecos, Bill? <laughs> I get the chicken nachos. And then, of mm-hmm. course, you have to load them up with everything at the toppings bar. Absolutely. If you don't get the nachos, I don't know what you're doing. And I was there when the guac was still free. Oh. Uh, so, and peace. now you have to pay for the guac. I know. Disappointing, but I understand why. It's a hot so, commodity. It really is. Um, so within Frontierland, which mountain is your favorite? Ooh, I have to say Big Thunder, only because I have, like, an emotional connection to it. I know. (laughs) When I first started working there, I I loved Splash so much. Like, I wrote it constantly. But as I went on through my program, I got closer to people at Big Thunder. And, like, I rode that ride an absurd amount of times. And now it's like my favorite ride in all of Disney. What about it did you like most? Uh, Big Thunder? Yeah. It's fun. I mean, and like I said, I knew the people, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. You know? <laughs> and they, whenever I was there, they were always so excited to see me. And like, I'm still friends with so many people that work there. It's crazy. Like, that's, like, that's what I loved about Frontierland is like, you didn't just stay within your role. Like, I wasn't just friends with merchandise people. Like, I knew the custodians that were in Frontierland. Like, we were in the same break room, and we were all friends. And so that was awesome. That is, Yeah, that is pretty cool. That makes a lot of fun. I mean, I knew the yeah. three people I worked with at mini golf too, so. <laughs> all three. That's true. Uh, it's a little different in the parks. Yeah, it's very different. Uh, what, uh, but kind of back to the merchandise questions a little bit what was your most sold item to your knowledge if you know probably water bottles (laughs) interesting Um, that makes sense yeah but so we had a bunch of different stores and so each store kind of specialized in different things so Mm -hmm. i can kind of tell you all the stores that we had if you're interested yeah yeah that was one of our questions future like yeah which all stores you guys have and stuff okay so I, i can explain that right now so in Frontierland, there was two zones for merchandise, 
which meant that there was just like, we split it in half so that when you were scheduled, you would be working in either the upper zone or the lower zone. And in the upper zone, we had the trading post, which is the pin store. It's pin central in the United Kingdom. So a lot of the time, the most sold item there is obviously pins and lots of pin trading there. And that was a lot of fun. And then we had Big Al's, which is um, the little hut that's outside across from Country Bear Jamboree. I don't know okay. if you've noticed it, but there we sold a lot of bubble wands. And at night we had a glow cart that had a lot of glow things, which was a lot of fun um, to do that. And then we also had Prairie Outpost, which is an upper frontier land. And that's the yellow building next to Country Bear Jamboree. Uh, and that was like a little mini confectionery. So a lot of people didn't know that we sold like had rice treats and we had cake pops and fudge and cookies. And it was like a full on candy store in there. So I did get like food safety trained for that. Um, it probably smelled amazing in there, though. Oh, my gosh. I love that smell so much. Yeah, I, I miss it. And so from there, we sold a lot of drinks, a lot of food. You know, um, and that kind of had more like medicine as well. So random things like we had like cough drops and Advil for people that need it in the park. And then also in Upper Frontierland was the shooting arcade. So that's actually merchandise location too. So I got to work okay. at the shooting arcade. Yeah. So I help Phil, people. Phil, do you want to tell her what you just typed out? I literally, like right before you said that, literally seconds, I I asked, did you ever work at the shooting arcade? We have, we have a yeah, not not lot so he, he just typed that question out. <laughs> did you, did you ever do it? Oh, yeah. I'm a pro at the shooting arcade now. <laughs> I've so always it's, wanted to it's actually, I've done it. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's actually um, like all a computer system. So a lot yeah. of the times when we're doing guest recovery, it's because like the coins don't work. So it's super easy. We go in the back when we can add shots. So that was like a super easy magical moment that we could do is just fill all the guns with shots and then like race kids and like see who's the sheriff in town. So I got really good at it. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah, because when so, I was, you know, out there bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, so within the shops, did you ever have anything that you wanted to buy? Oh, my goodness. Yes. So. <laughs> That was kind of the downside of merchandise. A lot of my paycheck went right back into all of these amazing things I was looking at all day. So for me, before I had started working at Disney, I didn't know that pins were a big thing, like at all. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, they put me in the pin store and they said, here, you're supposed to pin trade with people all day. <laughs> and I got a little obsessed, just a little bit. Um, I a lot of money on pins that I probably shouldn't have. Expensive hobby. It is. It, it is. is. <laughs> yeah. So that was really fun because, like, I got to learn a lot and, like, really got into it. And, you know, it is, it's a fun little thing. And people have collections. And you'd be amazed at the people that would come in and be like, I'm looking for this one pin. Like, do you have it? And, you know, we could make their day if we did have it. And they could trade with us. So that was a lot of fun. That's the one thing I spent a lot of money on, though. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I would probably do the same exact thing, honestly. Yeah. Uh, did you did you ever experience anyone ever trying to shoplift from a store? Ooh. Um, it does happen. 
know, it's kind of hard because in a lot of these stores, they're always so crowded and, you know, there's limited cast because in Frontierland, the stores are on the smaller side. So it's not like the Emporium where there's, you know, 30 plus cast members working at a time. Like we would have like max five people in a store. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times there's only like two or three. So one instance I can think of is I actually had another guest come up to me and tell me that she had saw someone, you know, try and take some things, which, you know, isn't very magical. Right. But it's hard because if I didn't see it with my own eyes, you know, how can I trust her word? So in that situation, we would really have to get like our management leaders involved um, and they would handle it with security. So it was kind of above us. But if there ever was like a situation that we were, you know, skeptical or other people saw it, we would have to tell our leaders immediately. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. So going along with that kind of, did you ever receive any fake bills? Like fake money? Um, Counterfeit. Not that I know of. You know, a lot of the times now people aren't really using cash. They still did, especially like um, those from other countries. They a lot of had cash. We had a lot of magic bands. And actually this was like, the most exciting thing ever is I got one time I was working and somebody handed me a Disney dollar. I don't know if you know what those are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had never seen one before. And, you know, they tell you about it in training. They're like, okay, well, we discontinued this a long time ago. But every now and again, you'll um, you'll stumble upon them. And I randomly found one. And someone gave it to me. It was the Big Thunder one. And I was like, that's awesome. I was like, are you sure you want to give that to me? Because <laughs> I'm sure you they're worth actually, a ton on eBay. You want to actually explain to our listeners who don't know what Disney dollars are? Yeah, sure. Okay, so basically, it was like a few years ago, Disney did like a promotion. And they basically printed their own money. And they're super cute. Um, each like 5 10 20 bill has like a different character on it or it's Mickey riding a different ride and it's basically treated like regular money in the eyes of merchandise cast members so if you have it you can use it like a 20 is a $20 bill it just you know has Mickey on it but they actually um they actually ended up not printing them anymore so now they're like you know considered rare and so if mm-hmm. you do have them, they're probably worth a lot more money now because, you know, people want to get their hands on those. But yeah, yeah, I sure. think that's about it. So it's basically real money. It's just, you know, Disney mm-hmm. money. <laughs> so did you ever work in the Yield Christmas shop? I did. Yes, I did. How was that? So it was fun. So with Frontierland, um, the great thing about being merchandise is that you can you're universally trained so some locations have like specific training so like the confectionery in prairie you had to be food trained um but a lot of the times if you just wanted to work on a register like you could work at any park uh so in frontierland i actually ended up getting deployed um a few times which means they needed help in other areas of magic kingdom so i was actually scheduled in different places so one of the places I was deployed to was Liberty Square. So I got to work Memento Mori and the Liberty, or not Liberty, the Christmas tree shop. And the Christmas, or what is it called? Yield Christmas shop. Yield. What am I saying? 
I got to work at the ye old Christmas shop. I only did that once, though. It was fun. I got to wear a bonnet, you know. <laughs> Everyone's yeah, really yeah. happy in there. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet. It's, it's got to be a good time. Yeah, and it's really cute. They do a lot of, like, magic, magical moments in the Christmas shop. Like, in the morning, they choose a family of the day to help them. They have, like, a big tree, and they have, like, the tree lighting every single morning. And, you know. No, it's it's fun because it's like a unique place to work. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really cool. Um, so within that, what was the biggest seller there? At the Christmas shop? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, definitely ornaments because that's like what their main um, stock is. I had one guest when I worked there who literally bought probably 20 ornaments and they wow. all wanted them shipped to California because uh, we were able to do, we did ship to your hotel and then ship to your home, actually. And she was like, I want these shipped to California. And so I had to individually wrap all of these ornaments. So that definitely stuck oh with God. me after all these years. That's a lot of pressure. A lot of bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, so really quickly, we're going to throw it to a break. Uh, just so we can hear from the beautiful sponsors and we'll get to hear Phil's wonderful voice. And then we'll be right back to talk more about um, your job and everything. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed those ads. I don't know what ads. How did my running voice around. sound? <laughs> it sounded bad. It sounded bad. We got to redo it. Okay. All right. Another break. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> All right. That's good. Uh, <clears throat> where we at? We are. Um, so kind of where we left off a little bit with you, Sarah. Uh, you were talking about how People would have them have their items they bought shipped to either their house or residence or resort. Yeah, all the way to California. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know one of the options is you can have them just sent to the front of the park so you can pick it up on your way out. And you want to explain just a little bit how that works and how process happened. Yeah, the process of that. Yeah. So it's actually super easy. Normally, if you go into any merchandise location in any of the parks, um, the cast member that's helping you check out will ask if you want it to be shipped anywhere. Because now, you know, you don't really want to lug all of your stuff around, you know, your big Mickey plush. Right. Um, So it's so easy on our end, too. So we just have you fill out a piece of paper and then we get it all logged in our system. And then we hand you a slip of paper and say whenever you're ready to leave the park. You can go for Magic Kingdom. It was the Chamber of Commerce, which is that last building on the right that's next to guest relations. Um, And your package will be waiting for you there. Okay, that yeah, that's actually pretty cool. I very useful. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like in the past, my family will always we've always waited until the very end of the day just to get stuff. Yeah, because we don't want to carry it around. But that makes it so easy to be able to yeah, just yeah. buy something when you and want a, a lot of people a lot of people don't know about it so i did the program in spring of 2018 and around that time it was just kind of starting out and you know i'm pretty sure by now it's gotten a lot more popular where more people know about it but it's one of those things where you know just disney going above and beyond for its guests yet again where, you know, they can even ship it to your hotel and you can pick it up at the resort um, gift shop, you know, the next morning. Mm-hmm. So it's super convenient. So 
in that process, whose role was it to take the items up to the front? Like, did you have to do that sometimes, or who who did it? Yes. So in merchandise, you can either be a host or hostess. Uh, you can be scheduled for that shift, or you can be scheduled for a stocking shift. So a stocking shift, there's normally, in Frontierland, there was a, there was normally three stockers scheduled at once. So there was two in Upper, one was specific for Prairie, which is the food store, and then there was one in Lower Frontierland, which would be for the Briar Patch and Splashdown photos. And so the stalker would, you know, keep the store stocked. Um, mm -hmm. So they'd go in the back and replenish the shelves. And so it was their job to make sure that if they saw any of the package pickup, that they would have to take them up to the front because the stalker is in a um, universal costume. So, you know, in Frontierland, we have themed costumes. So we're not allowed to go you know, to Main Street or Adventureland. Right. But since the stalker is in that universal costume, they're able to walk throughout the park just as like a normal guest. And so they were able to bring it up to um, the Chamber of Commerce. So I guess perfectly segueing into the next question, um, <clears throat> you worked at a lot of different locations. So how many costumes did you have? So uh, in Frontierland, we strictly had the one costume that was, you know, the blue skirt and the <laughs> lovely blue button down. But of course, um, since I could be scheduled for a stocking shift, I also had a stock outfit, which is just another blue button down and black shorts. Um, but like I said, since I was deployed, I kind of needed a bunch of costumes only because at any scheduled drop, I could be in Adventureland for the week or I could be in Liberty Square. So at one point, I probably had like, let me think six costumes out that seems wow. like a lot <laughs> so were, that was were, the most fun right yeah exactly were you constantly at costuming re returning and getting new costumes um i actually did not like costuming <laughs> it really overwhelmed me so i would watch <laughs> yeah. my costumes myself <laughs> mm -hmm. which you can do um especially when i was there costume was going through like a redo at Magic oh, Kingdom costuming. So it was kind of overwhelming to go because they had you like going in through a side door and I don't even know. When, um, when was your program again? I did spring 2018. 2018? 2018, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's when I was there. there so I, uh, I experienced that costuming when I did my pack shifts as well. So I yes. know what it's about. It was like back. Door, and I was like, I'm so lost. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I just, I just chose to wash my own, which is fine. That's but, smart. Yeah, but I did have to go. And another thing that was really stressful about the costumes that I had is there were so many different pieces to them. So like mm. at you know the Christmas shop, you had to get the bonnet and you had to get the dress, and you know it's like, what if I lose one of that? The worst was Memento Mori had so many pieces to it you would be surprised um because there's the apron and the there was like a tie and there was um like the little scarf thing and it was a skirt and a shirt and it was just like so many pieces I was always afraid that I was gonna not return something you know yeah totally. I definitely know what you mean so for pirates what was the costume that you wore there 
Pirates was one of my favorites, actually. Um, it was the same as the Attractions cast members. Oh. Um, okay. So it's like a, it's a big yellow blouse and then pants that, you know, are like capris. They shut off or they cut off. And then you had the choice of wearing the red vest and then you also had a belt. So the pants were a little weird only because I was so used to wearing a skirt, which I loved my skirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the best <laughs> because yeah, like you know disney too. is yeah i was gonna say disney's notorious for making their cast members wear <laughs> over the top costumes and crazy heat um so like my skirt it was nothing it was like i was wearing shorts underneath it you know so when they said i had to wear pants at pirates with long sleeves i was like oh <laughs> but so it's just the same that makes sense and for me it was my costume was actually very, uh, it was very basic because mini working at mini golf, it basically looked like just a golfer with khaki shorts and like a polo shirt pretty much. So, um, I, I appreciated the cooler outfit, but I, mm-hmm. at the same time, I also wanted a big over dramatic costume because I know that's what it was kind of known for, but yeah, right. it's, 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 you got, you got, uh, you got everything. Yeah, that was fun. It was, you know, a good memory going in, you know, trying on the, the costumes and sending a picture to my mom. Like, oh my gosh, look what I'm wearing today. <laughs> so uh, sliding back into the merch side of Pirates of the Caribbean, were the those little swords probably the biggest thing you sold? Yes, you would be surprised. Like, you know, families have multiple kids. Every kid got like five, I feel like. Really? Um, but those yeah, but those also were the biggest hassle mm-hmm. only because they were the hardest to keep contained. So you would walk around and find the swords everywhere. And like they had um covers to them. And so you would have to like recover the swords and put them back in the buckets and but yeah, those definitely sold out. Or they didn't sell out, but they were a top seller for sure. How many times did you have to stop kids from fighting with the swords? Or, or was it encouraged at all? Uh, it definitely was encouraged. I know a few times I had some sword fights, and that was highlight of my day. Um, <laughs> I think there's a line, though, you know. Yeah. They're, like, beating each other with the swords. <laughs> They're like... Okay. A lot of the times the parents were watching, which was, you know, a good thing. They should be watching. You know, it's not my job to run after the kids. <laughs> right. Exactly. It so, was all uh, in good fun. With the sword fights or with anything, I guess, did uh, guests ever break things? And uh, if so, what's the protocol on that? Yes. So we actually got a lot. We call them damaged merch. And honestly, it's no issue to us at all. It's super easy. Every store has, like, a protocol that they follow. Um, if you have damaged stuff, you just write it out and you put it in the damage bucket. And then that's normally what ends up at Cast Connections, if you've noticed. Like in Mickey's oh, Treasures. Were there, um, were there things at Cast Connection that you enjoyed purchasing, like, did that you got? <laughs> oh, I love Cast Connections. Yes, that is, like... Another place that spend way too much money. <laughs> um, I really never got lucky at Mickey's Treasures, though, which is kind of sad. But in, like, the normal part of Cast Connections, where it's just mm. discounted stuff, I always... I bought way too many t-shirts and 
That was a good place to buy pins. Have to say, pro tip. <laughs> if you can yeah, get to an outlet say, or if you have a cast member friend. That's where I, I would get pins to trade because they were like a dollar. Yeah. yeah, or whenever the marathons, another pro tip, whenever the marathons yes. would happen, they would mark them down to like 90 cents. Yeah, they were <laughs> so I was like, how could I not buy these? <laughs> exactly. And I don't know because, if you guys ever... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, the fun in pin trading is you know, trading the pin, so who cares if it was 99 cents? Right. And a lot of the times, people loved the um, marathon ones, because, like, they were big, and normally they opened, and that was, like, high value to a lot of people, so. And I don't, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I joined the, like, auction that they had online, where you could like bid on stuff and i was constantly looking on there for new things because i thought it was very cool i never ended up winning anything but uh, i did i did bid on a couple things interesting but yeah i thought that was cool you've heard of that i have to look into it yeah it was cool they had a lot of unique stuff a lot of times they had trucks on there like oh yeah no i noticed that yeah <laughs> so um we uh for our listeners we talked to sarah and we're we're gonna make this a two-part episode so we're gonna kind of cut off uh right there and sort of leave it off in the middle of the episode because we have a lot more information that we want to touch on uh with sarah and so we don't want to limit the episode Mm -hmm. um to now because we're running out of time a little bit so um we are gonna schedule another episode with her so we have a lot more that we can touch with her and then we'll do the Instagram investigation and the Disney questions on that episode. So yeah, stay posted um, for the next episode. Yeah, we'll kind of, kind of just leave it here and then we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys really soon. So thanks for joining us and we will uh, have Sarah on very shortly again to talk about the rest. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you later. Thank you guys.